Trying to tell your story to the world? MailChimp can help for free. They've got gorgeous pre-designed email templates. You can also code your own. Show you how to send, when you should send, why people open an email or click delete. They'll help you find your people and grow your business. I use MailChimp. I have for many years and it's so easy and it helps so much. MailChimp can help you tell your story effectively and find people who care about it. More at MailChimp.com. The Mysterious Secrets of Uncle Birdie's Botanarium is coming back. Jemaine Clement from Flight of the Concords. Who doesn't love Flight of the Concords? One of the great alternative odd comedy shows of our time returns Jermaine returns as Lord Joseph Banks with all new adventures in season two beginning February 1st Uncle Bertie is a hilarious comedy adventure in the tradition of Monty Python the AV Club says it's one of the best scripted podcasts hear an episode for free at UncleBertie.com that's U-N-C-L-E-B-E-R-T-I-E dot com check it out Jermaine Clement Flight of the Concord so good support Uncle Bertie Hello, all you solo spaghetti eaters. It's beautiful anonymous. One hour, one phone call. No names. No holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you. And you'll get to know me. Hello, everybody. Your friend Chris Gethard here. You may notice that this episode sounds a little different, this intro, um, right now. Because that's because I'm not in the studio. I'm in a hotel room in London recording this because I'm, I'm out here doing my show Career Suicide at the Soho Theater. And it's been really nice. It's been really nice. And thank you to everybody in England for being so welcoming to me. And, uh, and if, you're, if you're hearing this when this episode comes out, I probably have a few more shows happening. So if you're in the UK, you want to check it out, SohoTheater.com. Enough with the plugs. Last week's episode, Inside the Heroin Epidemic. This one really um, it really spread uh, a lot and, and a lot of feedback. And, and caller, if you're out there listening, um, know that your episode seems to have done a lot of good. And it really connected with people. And that's great. A lot, yeah. And the Facebook group, so much feedback. Some, someone who, who said, I at first suspected the caller was my daughter. It mirrors my own experience with her addiction. Thank you for sharing your story, treating the caller with respect. Chris, my daughter came from a good home. I was devastated and unbelieving when I found out she was a heroin user. Broke my heart. I spent many years bailing her out of predicaments with money. And, and she goes on to tell us a lot about it. it's a family disease. And I got better through Al-Anon, a group dedicated to helping families with the effects of alcoholism and addiction. And, and, uh, she says, it was scary to write this. Please, no judgments. Thanks. And, 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 and it makes me feel good that you shared and opened up. Thank you for that. And another comment that I thought was really impactful that I saw in the Facebook group, someone who said, I will readily admit I was supremely judgmental of drug addicts. I've had all the same nasty thoughts. I'm sure a number of us do. My point is the caller gave me some much needed perspective, a point of view we don't often get to hear. She was open, honest, smart, warm, and funny none of which are adjectives I ever would have associated with an addict. I truly appreciate this caller. Wish her the best. So caller, know that you you put your story out there and it seems to have done some good. So thank you again for that. Now this week's call, I'll tell you this one, uh, really um, a, a guy who, who's, who's gone through a lot and, and some of it of his own doing, some of it through circumstances life handed him and he's the first to admit that. And I would just describe this as a, a call with a man who, who is pretty shell-shocked and overwhelmed and trying to really, I think, rebuild the foundation of his own life. And I'll say this too. I've mentioned on the show that we have a very light screening process. And, uh, and Jared, I'll never forget when we recorded this one, Jared, Jared says to me on the mic, he goes, look, I got two options. One is a little light. One is a little dark. And I said, you know what? We've had some heavy ones lately, and and I'm doing this one man show on stage that's all about depression and suicide and stuff. Let's go with the light one. 
it really didn't work out that way. It really didn't go the way we thought it was going to. I hope you enjoy it. I know I did. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Hello. How's it going? It's pretty good. Pretty good. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Doing good. Getting some holiday shit. Sure, glad to hear it. A couple last-minute holiday gifts that still need to get bought, but uh, outside of that, pretty stress-free. Oh, nice. I'm uh, I'm all done with my holiday shopping, so it's been more power to you. That's uh, yeah. Well, I had I had Christmas this uh, this past weekend with uh, with my kids because they're spending the rest of the holiday. They're spending this this weekend uh, with their mom, so. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I did Christmas early, got all my Christmas shopping done early, and uh, gonna be hanging out uh, here locally, not not leaving town, not leaving state, because all my family is pretty much uh, in different parts of the country and different parts of the world. So yeah, so you're just chilling. Yeah, just chilling, just taking it easy. That's nice. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna get a chance to to go see my sister and uh, and her husband on Christmas Day, but I'm not sure how long I'm gonna hang out there with them because <laughs> they're uh, they're kind of I don't know they're they're kind of the weirdos in my family more or less. So really, yeah. Well, a couple of years ago, they uh, just suddenly overnight decided to go vegan. <laughs> and which is like totally fine like i don't i don't care but uh but my sister is very uh thin-skinned about it and uh you know can't can't take a joke and and my family likes to kind of rib each other a lot and so uh if we if we tease her about being vegan she doesn't uh she doesn't take it very kindly yeah so you'd rather, you'd rather just not see her as much rather than take your foot off the gas with the teasing yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, I, I see her occasionally, yeah, but I I definitely like to to toss my jokes in every now and then, uh, you know, yeah. whenever I can, so. I hear you. I hear you. How old are your kids? Uh, well, I've got four kids. Uh, they are uh, seven, six, four, and two. Wow. Wow. So, Yeah. And uh, my my first oldest and my youngest uh, both have uh, special needs. Oh so, wow! Yeah, that's uh, it's it's kind of a handful with them, and and then being a single dad and seeing them on the weekends and stuff like it's it's always uh, an effort to to maximize my time with them and to to really kind of make the most of it so that that they you know, feel that, that I'm still, you know, invested in their lives. Yeah. I have to ask, I just, and again, if this is not what you were planning on talking about, you just say the word, but to have four kids within just a few years of each other, that's not like the usual, uh, you don't, you don't usually think single dad. You don't usually think divorce in that situation. Yeah, no, it, it, it really, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't something that, that my ex-wife and I were, you know, were really planning on. Like we got married, you know, at the end of December back in, you know, 2008. And then, 
by November of '09 was when we had our 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 daughter, and then about three months later, roughly, we found out she was pregnant with our son, and he was born October 23rd uh, of 2010. So right when my daughter was still less than a year old. Wow. So Irish, roughly Irish for, twins. They call that Irish twins. Ex, ex, exactly. So yeah, for about five weeks out of the year, I've got, you know, the Irish twins. So well, they're the same age yeah. at that time. But, uh, but yeah. And then, um, ironically enough, my, my, <laughs> my, the date of my divorce, when, when my divorce became official is, uh, happens to be, uh, also, my youngest son's birthday. Oof, that's a that's is, a real one-two punch right there. Yeah, well, that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, it's it's well, it's it's not it's not anything that he's ever going to find out. Not any information on that that I'm going to be giving to him. Like, hey, happy birthday! This marks you know X number of years that your mom and I have been divorced yeah. now. But it, uh, it it was it was definitely different. I mean, we were married for. A little over six years and things you know things kind of fell apart slowly over the years we, we ended up moving out of state to get away from her parents and try and have a fresh start and things looked like they were going good for about a year and then that final year everything just just wow. went to hell and so now wait do you mean your your divorce your divorce went through on the same birthday or on the actual day that your son was born uh, on on his birthday on, on his birthday the on his yeah on his first his first birthday was right. was our official birth date so or uh, divorce date so yeah so that's like it, a real it was it's a real whirlwind decade of life for you huh yeah um it it definitely it definitely was my 20s uh 20s were not uh, not the best time of my life, but well, I should say mid to late 20s were not the best time of my life. Early 20s were fine. <laughs> you know, the, the the last couple of years were okay, but uh, that that middle section was was a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to leave it up to you how much you want to tell me about it, but it from the outside, I can tell you, it it sounds. I don't want. I don't want you to have to like sit and stuff that w- that you just phrased a nightmare. But that the uh, just the incongruity of having four kids while also seeing it come apart is uh, that's rare. That's that's just an interesting thing. It's just an interesting thing you don't hear about every day. Yeah, I mean it's it's. I mean that's that's the thing. Like my my ex wife came from a very. Uh, unique situation, um, you know, grew up in, in foster care. She was, you know, adopted, you know, as, as a teenager and, you know, along with all of her young, younger siblings. And so it was like, she, she kind of had like this really crazy upbringing and her adoptive parents are, I mean, I most people don't get along with their, their mother-in-laws. Uh, I definitely did not get along with mine. Um, but, uh, but she was, 
uh, for lack of a better word, I'd say mentally abusive towards mm-hmm. my ex-wife, you know, growing up, like they, they would always separate, you know, the accomplishments of their biological children versus the accomplishments of the adopted children. And uh-huh. it was, it was really obvious. And it, and it was, it was really contrast to kind of how I grew up because, you know, I grew up, you know, in, you know, steady household didn't have to, you know, worry about food or housing or anything like that. And, and just kind of had like a, you know, what I would call it kind of a typical, typical childhood. And so when her and I got married and, and started making our own life, you know, that's, that's kind of what we were aiming for, but things, things kind of got derailed pretty quickly. And, and, and I'm not even entirely sure what the, what the root cause of everything falling apart was, but, you know, it came to a part to where in the end I told her like, look, you know, we've got to, we can, we can get help for this. We can go to counseling. We can seek, you know, guidance on this and try and get pointed in a, in a direction so we can get back to have a healthy marriage. And she just said, no, I'm done with it. I've already filed for divorce and I'm moving out like next week. Wow. So, and that was, that was like two weeks before Thanksgiving. So that was uh, definitely an awkward holiday season for sure. Yeah. I mean, you must've been shell shocked. I was, I mean, the thing, like, I, I could kind of see the writing on the wall. Like I could see it coming down the road a little bit, which is why it was, you know, like I, 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 I actually purchased like, I'm not sure if you're, I'm sure you're familiar with the five love languages. I'm not like, wait, like romance languages. Yeah. 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 Like there's, there's the, the five different love languages, you know, like words of affirmation, you know, quality time, gift giving, but it's like, it's, I, I, I purchased a book. It, it's basically to kind of help you better to, to learn kind of how they, what makes your partner feel loved, you know, kind of how to better communicate with them. And I purchased that book and then one day it, it went missing. And, uh, I asked my, my ex-wife about it and she, uh, denied, uh, having thrown the book away, um, However, I was never able to find it. And then about two weeks later was when she brought up uh, the divorce talk. So I was I was trying to to make things better and to move in a better direction. But um, uh, she just uh, she just wasn't interested. Wow. And about three weeks, about three, four weeks after she moved out, she was already uh, dating someone else. So. Really? Yeah. And when, how long ago was that? Uh, this was uh, a little over two years ago now at this point. Damn, man. You must have yeah. been, you must have just been sitting there. Like you're in, every single thing about your life changed in like three weeks time, huh? Yeah, well, and, that, and that's the thing. Like I, I had left my job um, since, you know, like I, I took like a leave of absence uh, because, you know, she was leaving and moving out, but didn't have the money to, you know, to find a place to take the kids. So basically, like I left my job, was staying at home with my four children 24-7 while she was gone. 
And, you know, and on the weekends she'd come and she'd take a couple of them, but she, she just didn't have enough room. And then she started dating this other guy and it was, you know, like we discussed it like, Hey, look, if you're going to start dating people, let's wait a while before you introduce them to the kids. And it was like, she went against that and she just started doing just kind of everything kind of on her own and our, our, our roles. I mean, my life was just completely turned on its head from, from what it had been. So. Wow. How are you doing now, man? How are you feeling? Um, I'm, I'm doing really good now. Like, it's like, that's, that's the thing. So like, as, as this was all happening, like I was okay when I had my kids with me. And then after about three months, my kids moved out and I, I had never experienced depression before in my life. And this was my first kind of, you know, experience with it. And it was a lot a lot different than what I expected. And, and I was in like a, just, just a really dark place emotionally. And, uh, like I, my, my parents came down to visit me, um, about four or five months after this had all happened. And, and we're, we're asking me how I was feeling. And, and I just, I just sat there in a chair in my living room, just fighting back all the tears that I could. And I told my dad, I said, dad, I was like, the way that I feel right now, I was like, I just want to go out on a walk, find a random person, beat the living shit out of them, and then just walk away. I was like, that's the, that's like the level of darkness that I feel in my life. And like, I'm not, I'm not like a, a physically violent person. Like I've never been in a fight in my entire life. And it was like, that's, that's how like deep in the depression that I was. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to work. I just wanted to get my aggression out by, by physically harming another person. How'd you, how'd you, how'd you push past that? Um, I, I ended up going to therapy and, yeah, and that was the, the greatest decision I, I had ever made. Um, that's good. It, it, it was something like I'd never gone to therapy before. And when, when I, when I went in, the guy was like, what are you here for? You know, like what's, what's going on? What, what brought you here? And I just said, look, I was like, I'm depressed. These are the thoughts. I told him the, the same thing that I told my dad. And I said, I just need to find a way to kind of work through this and get past it. And I went to therapy for, about six months and, and my therapist was in, incredibly amazing and uh, helped, helped, helped get me out of my depression and on a path. And now I'm not depressed and really just kind of working on, on focusing that, focusing on making sure that, that I'm doing the best that I can to take care of myself so that I can do the best that I can as a dad to take care of my kids and make sure that, that my kids have, you know, stability in their life. Yeah. And what, what's your, what's your relationship with, like with your kids and, and, and your ex? Um, my, my relationship with my ex is, is much better. We get, we, we get along now much better than, than we ever did. Um, when, when, when we were married, 
Um, there's there's occasional arguments um, here and there, but those are only over, you know, ever over like text message or the rare phone call and then never in front of the kids. And I never bash my ex in front of in front of my kids. And, you know, she doesn't bash me in front of them. At least I hope she doesn't. She says she doesn't. And, you know, I kind of just have to take her to word. But um, at, at this point, I'm. I'm seeing my kids every weekend and, uh, and I get to spend a lot of quality time with them and, uh, and whatnot. But then during the week when I don't have them, it's, you know, phone calls back and forth or we'll FaceTime or something, you know, you know, whenever they come home from school, they've they've done something or drawn a picture. So it's my relationship's pretty strong with my kids. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. That's really, uh, I got to say, my my head's spinning thinking about this timeline. And I didn't have to live through any of it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's crazy. Well, and, and, and that, that's kind of the nutty thing is, is, you know, when she first moved out and then, you know, three weeks later, I find out, you know, she's dating a guy, you know, and. And then, you know, my best friend's coming over at night and he's talking to me, just kind of, you know, spending some time with me, trying to talk me through this. And I'm just like, hey, man, I'm like, you know, I'm like, dude, she's already dating someone, you know, and he kind of looks at me and he's like, yeah. And he's like, that's that's tough. And I and I just look at him and I'm like, you know, I don't know how long she's actually been dating him, though, because she's only saying it's been, you know, X number of weeks. And she fed me a story, but, you know it was one of those things. And so it was like, every time he'd come over, you know, like when they would drop the kids off and he'd be there, I'd, you know, make sure to kind of slip something in there about, you know, like, Hey, you know, you, you realize you're still sleeping with, you know, a married man's wife, right? Like, like, yeah, we're going through a divorce, but like, you know, we're still married. Like you're still, you know, you're still a shit bag of a person. Like, you know that, right. And, and, <laughs> And, uh, he, he never said anything. He would just stand there and my ex-wife would be like, all right, well, there are the kids we're leaving. See you later. And, uh, and whatnot. But after a while, part of going to therapy was like, you know, look, that, that might've been the case. You don't know how long they were seeing each other before she, before she, you know, actually moved out or filed for divorce. It could be a year. It could be six months or it could be the, you know, the three week timeline that, that she gave you is like, but you know, you can't, you can't do anything about it. You can't change it. They're, they're together now. So you just got to accept it and, and move on. Yeah. And is she, st- is she still Which, with that guy? Oh yeah. She's, she's married to him and has a kid by him now. Whoa. They, they got married about six weeks after our divorce was final. Wait, about six weeks after your divorce was final? Yeah. Like, like our, our divorce was, was finalized, um, close to the beginning of the year, um, of, uh, 2014. And she, uh, she got married like less than six weeks later to him. Hey man, I've never been like, so. But I never been much of like a bro. Never really had too many relationships like that. I'm just gonna go ahead with you and say, damn, dog. 
damn dog indeed. I bet everybody listening, nodding their head right now, saying that guy deserved the damn dog for sure. We're going to go ahead. This, this guy's got a lot to say. He's, he's lived through a lot, and we're going to hear about all of it. But first, we're going to hear about many fine products and services that the sponsors have to offer. These are the people who help make this show happen for free. So please do take them up on these fine offers. Let's hear from our sponsors. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place, it's not enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can. ZipRecruiter already has 9 million resumes you can search through in their database. 9 million! You can add multiple people to your account, make it the most efficient for your team to find the best hire. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook, Twitter, all with a single click. ZipRecruiter is a search engine for finding and posting jobs. Find candidates in any city, any industry nationwide. You post once, you watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, hire the right person fast. If you have any issues, ZipRecruiter's friendly and human support staff is ready to help. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses and has been featured on Forbes, Wall Street Journal, Time, New York Times, TechCrunch, CBS. ZipRecruiter's website shows trending career fields, cities, searches. And I I tell you, I've had to hire people. Like with the TV show now, you got to hire people. It's not always easy. You don't know what you're getting. It's so nice to have a site that's helping you sort it all out, making it streamlined, making it easy. Go for it. And right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash beautiful. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash beautiful. One more time to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash beautiful. Therapy can and should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. And you, everybody knows me at this point. I'm a very big advocate of, of therapy, taking care of your mental health. Just why do, we, why do we take care of our physical health? It's so weird to take care of our mental health. It shouldn't be weird. Let's drop that stigma. And look, Talkspace is affordable, confidential, and convenient. Only with Talkspace do you get unlimited messaging to your dedicated licensed therapist for just $32 a week. Join over 300,000 users who already know that with Talkspace, you can text, audio message, or video message your therapist as many times as you want without having to wait a week for your next appointment because with Talkspace, your therapist is always in your pocket or on your computer. And now you can even schedule a live video session with your therapist right from your smartphone. That is simple and easy and very cool. Help show support for this show by visiting Talkspace.com slash beautiful. You get a special $30 discount off your first month or download the Talkspace app on the Apple or Android app store. Use coupon code beautiful. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. Thank you so much to everybody who sponsors this show and allows it to happen. And thank you most of all to our caller for opening up and being so honest. I want to hear more of it. Let's get to the call. I've never been much of like a bro. Never really had too many relationships like that. I'm just going to go ahead with you and say, damn, dog. Yeah. It, damn. Uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a real kick in the nuts. And, and, yeah, yeah and, it was. Jesus Christ. Whoa. That's, it, it was bad. And, and the thing was, is like, I, you know, I'm, I'm down in a state where, you know, where I, I've, I've got my younger sister, you know, she, she lives nearby, but I mean, it's like, other than that, I mean, it's like, yeah, she's a weird vegan. That's really you, can't, you can't, she's a weird, yeah, she yeah. can't be messing with them. Weird she's vegans. a weird vegan. And, 
<laughs> exactly. I mean, it's like she can't she can't understand the situation, and you know, and, and so it's like you know, I'm down here, and it's like I've I've got no family to lean on, and you know, my best friend that was coming over. I mean, you know, he's like seven eight months younger than me, but he's not married and he still lives at home with his parents. And it's like, there's no way in hell that he can relate to what I'm going on. So it was like, that's, that was another thing that kind of drove me into that depression was that I was, you know, just, I felt like I was on this journey by myself Yeah. and, uh, and, and it was crazy, but, and, and, and this sounds nuts too, but over the course of the last two years, you know, some of some of the people that have helped me out the most are, you know, are people that I've never met through, you know, through various, um, you know, like podcast communities or, you know, like single dad groups or something on Facebook and, you know, just kind of talking with them and hearing their situations and, and all these super lengthy divorce proceedings and custody battles. And it just kind of put my shit into perspective, like, you know, like, dude, you got to stop bitching because your life isn't nearly as bad as it is for all these other guys, you know? And so it just, that, that kind of helped, um, you know, kind of, kind of put things back in perspective, but it's, uh, it, it, uh, it definitely, it, it fucked me up for a while to where, you know, after, after the divorce, it was like, I didn't, I didn't want to date anybody. I didn't want to talk to any women. Like I just, you know, became in just immediately distrustful of, of every person in the opposite sex. So you could have really fallen into that whole like men's rights, red pill scene. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, and, and there, there were quite a, a lot of people that, that I was becoming acquainted with that, that, uh, that were all part of that. And when I was going through, through the, the my divorce process and everything, everyone was like, Hey man, you need to, you need to go get a lawyer, one that, you know, one that's going to fight for the father's rights and everything. Cause you know, as I'm sure most people say about whatever state they're living in, they're like, Oh, this state is, is one that definitely sides with the mothers and, and, you know, and just painting these horrible scenes about how my kids were going to be taken away from me and I would never see them, you know, and I would, you know, their, their relationship with me would just be, you know, a check that my ex-wife would get in the mail twice a month, you know, for child support. Mm -hmm. And it was like that, that was like my biggest fear. And I mean, to my ex-wife's credit, like that's, that's not what she wants because with her being in foster care and stuff growing up, like she didn't have a father figure. So it's like, she didn't have her dad in her life and adoptive dad is a lot better than, than any other dad she's had. But it's like, she didn't, she wanted to make sure that her kids, you know, that our kids didn't grow up not knowing who their father was. She wanted to make sure that, that I was very present in their life and, and was able to be more than just, you know, a guy off in the shadows or, you know, a guy that sent a check twice a month. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's like the whole thing is intense. It's really interesting to me to hear that, like, 
things like podcast communities and, and online groups for single dads got you through it. And, but also knowing that like you did have some flirtations with that. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how much, I don't know much about it. My, my encounters with those men's rights groups, like some of those, some of those Reddit subreddits, man, they get, they get really, they get dark. Um, oh yeah. It's like, so, but you, you feel like you managed to like not buy into those totally and, 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 uh, come out on the other side feeling a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Came out, came out feeling a lot better. I mean, my situation hasn't, you know, great, greatly improved, you know, as far as, you know, my quality of life. But, you know, at this point, you know, I'm not depressed, you know, about it. I'm not, you know, angry at my ex-wife, you know, for leaving or for dating as soon as she did or getting remarried as quickly as she did. Like that's all stuff in the past. I can't control it. It's already happened. You know, like I've just, I've just had to kind of move past all that and, and, you know, focus on making sure, like I said earlier, that I'm taking care of myself so that I can take care of my kids. I mean, I work, (laughs) I work, I work two jobs, you know, just, just to make sure that, that, that I can provide a life for, for myself and for my kids. And, uh, and that, that, that really kind of, that, that, that's what keeps me busy. Yeah. Do you date? Are you dating at all? Um, I tried, um, I'm working on it. I, you know, just, just actually fairly recently, um, was, uh, was talking, was talking with a girl and was working on, uh, trying to set up a date with her. And then, uh, all of a sudden she, she, you know, kind of started to ghost me a little bit and just kind of went real quiet and just started giving like one word replies and, and, uh, and after about two days of this, you know, I just said to myself, I was like, okay, I can't, I don't want this uncertainty. Like I'm just going to come out and ask her. So, you know, I asked her, I just sent her a text and said, look, you know, are you interested in, ta- in me taking you out or are you not like, just tell me one way or the other, no hard feelings. I get if you're not interested, but you know, like I just, I just, I just want to know, you know, and, and she came back with the whole, like, look, you're a great guy and you seem really nice, but you know, four kids, you know, is a, is a lot to, is a lot to take on and all this kind of stuff. And, and, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking like, you know, I'm, I'm not proposing marriage. I'm saying, let's, let's go get dinner. You know, <laughs> I, I yeah. don't, I don't see how a plate of, how a plate of spaghetti, you know, involves my kids, but you know, <laughs> at, at, at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm not in the dating game just to sleep with women. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not a one night stand person. You know, I'm, if if I'm going to date someone, I'm going to date someone so I can kind of see where she's coming from. But at the same point, I'm just like, man, you know, I just, I just really want to get, you know, a meal with you. And, and she's already equating it to, you know, a marriage proposal and being a stepmom and taking on, you know, being jumped in from having no kids to having four stepkids, which I can, I can see why that's a little daunting. So 
I don't blame her for kind of backing out, but at the same time, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, man, I just, I really wish that, that something would have worked out there that her and I would have been able to, yeah, to get together to at least, to at least go on a date so that I can, you know, break this, this streak of, you know, not dating anyone, you know, for the last two years. Yeah. That's such a rock and a hard place. Cause it is like, like you're saying intellectually, I get it. I get why she'd say like, I don't know if that's, but emotionally just trying to hook it up with some sweet ass spaghetti. Like you said, just have a bowl of spaghetti, garlic bread. You dip the, yeah, well, dip the garlic bread in the sauce. Glass of wine, just Italian meal. Feel it out. Let's get it going. But it is it's such a rock and hard place. It's like, yeah, you because you, you're like you're saying, you don't want to be a good guy. You're not looking to sleep around. So it's like, but that's t- that's tough, man. You dealt with a lot, and you sound like you're you got your head on straight in spite of it. And that's that's remarkable. The fact that this phone call is not just you, uh, you know, ranting and ranting and. Uh, you know, and and saying that there was like the potential for hating women, and that you managed to 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 not go down that road. It's like you seem like such a good guy. It's such a shame, man. Just trying to get some of that. Yeah, I mean, it's get that spaghetti. Throw some cheese on it because you're not a weird vegan like your sister. Exactly, man. <laughs> Fucking vegan. I don't. I don't get them, man. I got I no problem with the vegans. I like. It. <laughs> I I stopped eating the um. Everything, all the meat. I, I don't eat meat anymore. I still eat fish sometimes, so that makes me a pescatarian. But nobody's nobody's psyched to meet a pescatarian, so I just say I don't eat meat, but I still eat fish. That was because I thought I was having a heart attack one night. I thought I was dying. Spent the night in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. That's and oh man, that's see, that's something I couldn't even imagine trying to deal with. Is you know going through a heart attack or thinking. Some you know something like that's going on. I I can I can see why why you cut out meat. I mean personally, I'm not like a seafood guy, so <laughs> I can't I can't I can't do seafood. You know I couldn't I couldn't do the pescatarian life, but you yeah. know I do I'm, like. <laughs> you know what I really love about you, man? Here's everything I love about you, well, and we've only been talking for 31 minutes. Here's what I love about you: you just spent 30 30 minutes telling me about a situation that no one can argue with. Hard situation, four kids, two of them special needs. Very short notice, marriage comes apart at the seams. You're still not even sure why. Other guy is in the picture very quickly. It's driving you nuts. You got to go through a lot of therapy to reconcile with that, learn how to let it go. Your life now, forever, I mean, you got four kids. For it's It now revolves around them, even though it's from afar, hard, all that. You lay out all that, and I'm trying to be sympathetic. And then I say I gave up meat, and you're like, man, I can't, I can't even imagine that give you a lot of credit. You actually turned around and said, you give me credit because I only eat fish. You're a nice person. Yeah. You're a nice person, dude. Well, I mean, giving, giving up anything, you know, is, is, is tough in life. And, and I no. mean, my life is so easy, man. <laughs> I can't, I can't have, man, I can't have you sitting here patting me on the back for my troubles. Cause I, 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 I opted to give up chicken and beef and pork. I can't have you sitting there going, eh, man, that sounds tough, man. I got your back on that, bro. No. No. My life is my life is a fucking cakewalk. I got problems. My life's a cakewalk. I gotta be here for you, man. I can't I can't even I can't I can't even sit here and pretend 
Oh, yeah, let's talk about the struggles of my recent pescatarian decision. I can't even pretend that that's a valid use of your time. Well, I can't even. I mean, that's that's the thing, though. I mean, it's like, you know, I've, you know, I, I like you said, I, I spent the last, you know, several minutes just dumping all the, the shit that's been going on in my life the last couple of years. And, and you know, but it's like, I've been to therapy, like, I've, I've settled with all that. Like I'm good with all that. Like it's in the past. Like I'm, I'm focused on the future. And then, and, and, you know, we're talking about veganism and giving up, you know, (laughs) meat and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, it's, 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 it's a, it's a change. And, and so, you know, I can, I can, you know, cause the thing is, is, you know, I know, I know a lot of callers kind of, you know, tend to, you know, kind of come in and with the chit chat for about 20 minutes and, and then get into the deep stuff. And, yeah. and, you know, I just, I was kind of like, well, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to get through, I'm just going to, you know, come flying out of the gates, you know, you know, guns a blazing and well done mission accomplished and, uh, on that one. Yeah. Well, I, I hope it, <laughs> I hope it hasn't been too much. That's for sure. No, but uh, yeah, it's never too much. It's never too much. Quote me on that. Anyone calling in the future. Never too much. You come at me. I roll with the punches. I'm just here. You don't have to apologize. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing. And I know, I know, because I I know your therapist listens to this and <laughs> and whatnot. And I and I know you've you've probably I, based on previous podcasts. I know you've gotten in, you know, in in some in some shit there with you know maybe giving out advice or whatever. So it's like that's that's not you know when I. I kept telling myself, like, you know, when I finally get through, like, I don't want it to be a therapy session. I want it to be like a, you know, like a more or less, you know, just kind of a a success story. Like, hey, man, my life went to shit. All this stuff went down. I went to therapy. Like, it was the best decision I ever made, you know, and now my life still isn't great. It still sucks (laughs) in many, many ways. But... I've got, I've got a positive outlook towards the future. You know, I'm, you know, when I first called in, I was asked what I wanted to talk about. I was like, well, just kind of, you know, like the end of 2016 and the beginning of 2017 and just kind of like looking like at the year in review. And it's like, you know, this, this year hasn't, hasn't been my best year, but at the same time, it's also, it's also not been my worst. I've got to spend a lot of quality time with my kids and, you know, and see them grow and, you know, and in, in, uh, in my night job, you know, I've, I've made advancements there to where, you know, to where I'm, I'm more of a valuable asset to the company. And, you know, and it's like, I'm just trying to look, you know, towards the end of this year, and the beginning of next year and, and how, how my life is going to change and what I can do, you know, to, to kind of make things better. That's some inspiring shit, man. That was some, that was some, that was some salt of the earth, unpretentious, inspiring shit. You just said, sorry, Sally. That was really, yes. Sorry, Sally, <laughs> for all the swearing. Yeah, it's okay. It's um, she she can she's she's grown up. She can handle it. Well, my, it's cool my, though, man. My my just, just to be fair, my my mom who will never listen to, to this podcast. <laughs> uh, she she is really not a big fan of swearing. I don't. I think I've only sworn 
once in front of my parents and I think I said son of a bitch in front of my dad. We were cleaning out the garage and I pulled out, pulled back a box and there was a black widow behind that. And I'm not a big fan of spiders. And so I just, you know, jumped up and screamed, son of a bitch. And my dad looked at me and it was just like, so, (laughs) you know, he, he didn't like the whole swearing thing. My parents aren't, aren't big on cussing, but it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, it's all good. Part of my life, but I under I understand when people aren't. Uh, you've aren't earned big a, fans. you've earned a couple cusses. Anybody listening is going. This this guy probably doesn't have to put so much money in the swear jar. If there's anybody who had a right to sit down at a certain point in his life and just go, "What the fuck just happened?" Even my mom is probably like, "Yeah, that's the dude who can he can drop it." <laughs> how old are you? Can yeah, I ask how old you are? Um, I I am uh, in thirty. Uh, just getting ready to turn 31 here uh, in the next three weeks. Dude, you have four kids and you've been divorced and you're 30 years old. Yeah. You're at the beginning. Like, my life didn't even get remotely good until I was like 32. Damn, yeah, man. that's, that's like the thing. The- I, Holy it's- shit. So you had your first kid when you were like 21. Uh, I, I didn't get married until I was 22. Um I didn't get married until I was 22, but my my first uh, my first child was born when I was 23. 23, and then you popped out, you cranked out four kids in your 20s. 23, and I was divorced by age 28. That's a whole life. So. That's a whole life in 28 years, and now you just have to get to, not have to, get to, start a new life. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean. Not not even a whole life in twenty three years. A whole life in in you know six years, yeah. <laughs> five years. If you know, it's you know because cause, I mean it was like you know I I did the whole like typical like high school going to college stuff like started dating a girl, fell in love, got married, you know, and then and then things just things just took off from there. I mean, it's things progressed in a lot of ways. And in other areas, you know, regress. Like uh, when when my when my first daughter was born, um, and we found out we had special she had special needs. We didn't know what all that was going to entail. And you know, my my ex wife was having a really difficult time because she was pregnant. Um, when uh, when we found out, um, we didn't find out that that my daughter had special needs until about four months afterwards because they didn't really kind of manifest themselves, you know, right away after she was born. But when we found out that she had special needs and we didn't know what that was going to entail, uh, I ended up dropping out of college so that I could, you know, help take care of her and take care of my daughter and make sure that, you know, that everything was, was going on and things progressed at such a rapid pace that, uh, here I am 30 years old, college dropout, uh, and working, you know, 60 hours a week, having my kids on the weekends and zero free time to myself. And, and my goal for this next year is to get in a position where I can hopefully get, get back into school and, and earn a stable career instead of working hourly jobs my entire life. I think we'd all agree. This guy has had to roll with some punches. 
And I think we all maybe need to step back and reflect on that a little bit. And while we're doing so, I think the, the best way to, to really fill that time is to remember that there are a lot of sponsors who help make this show happen, who allow me to bring it to you guys for free. They have products. They have services. They are things that I think can really probably help you out. Check them out, and we'll be back with more phone call right afterwards. I wear glasses, worn them my whole life, since third grade. I know, you got to think about them just like an accessory, just like your shoes, hats, whatever. You got to think about these things, all right? And Warby Parker makes that easy. Warby Parker, good company. Every time they sell a pair of glasses, they give a pair of glasses to someone in need. Very nice. They also make buying your glasses online easy and risk-free. What? Yes. They got the home try-on program. Allows you to order five pairs of glasses, shipped directly to you. You try them on. Show your friends, your family. Get opinions, all right? Try them for five days. Then you send them back. Use a free prepaid return shipping label. No obligation to purchase. All free. So easy. A dog can do it. Cat can do it. Maybe not. But whatever. It works. Look, I, how, I wear glasses. You go to the store. You stress out. Are they good? Are they bad? Do they look good? You spend so much money on them. Not at Warby Parker. You get them 95 bucks, Warby Parker. Okay? You don't have to commit to this thing that's on your face for the next few years without trying it out. So head to warbyparker.com slash stories. Order your free home try-ons today. Choose the five frames you'd like. Mail them back. Choose your favorite pair or pairs. Have your prescription added. Simple as that. Warby Parker makes your experience risk-free and with free shipping all around. Warbyparker.com slash stories. Begin your free home try-on experience today. And also download the Warby Parker app from the iTunes App Store. They give you this feature with the home try-ons. You take photos. You send them to your friends, your family. Help you pick a winner. Warby Parker. Check it out. Thank you so much. And... Thank you to our caller. Let's go ahead. Let's finish strong. Let's hear from this guy one last time. Beautiful Anonymous. My goal for this next year is to get in a position where I can hopefully get get back into school and, and earn a stable career instead of working hourly jobs my entire life. Yeah, scrapping. Wow. wow. Scrapping is not, not a way to live, man. Dude. 30. I had no idea you were 30. That's mind-boggling. Can I, I gotta ask. I gotta ask. Shoot, man. You had four, you had four kids, like back to back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Was that like did you always on want, purpose? Was that, did you always want a big family? Was it on purpose? Was it four, four kids? That's a no, lot of kids by I'm, modern standards. It is, it is. I mean, and, and that's the thing. I mean, I I I am um the third of, of five children. And, uh, and so it's, you know, I, I had a lot of, you know, brothers and sisters growing up, uh, two older sisters and then a younger brother and a younger sister, and then me in the middle. And then, um, my ex-wife has, uh, has 11 siblings. Well, I should say she has nine now, two of them are no longer on this earth, but, uh, she she has um, her the family that she's a part of has six biological children and six adopted children. Wow! So that's you both grew and, up in larger families. Yeah, yeah, we both grew up in larger families, and I've I've got a a massive you know extended family more on my dad's side than my mom's, but we didn't we didn't anticipate you know having having as as many kids as we did. I mean, you know, the first kid was, you know, because, you know, we were newlyweds and, you know, we were having a lot of sex and that's what 
happens when you have sex is people get pregnant and especially when you're 23 so like, when you're 23 yeah yeah that's gonna happen oh exactly man just like rabbits dude we were going at it and yeah and so you know it's like once you have, have the one, one and you're like and, now we got to have a family we don't want these kids growing up real far apart is it that type of thing no i mean that the thing was is so from you know because so when my when my daughter was first born our doctor said like okay you guys can't have sex for six weeks and, you know, we're like, all right, that's cool. You know, whatever. We're not, we're not worried about that. And then as it turned out, like, you know, we, we waited the full six weeks. Um, so by the time that six weeks rolled around, like not, not to be crass, but I mean, we were, you know, we were ready to go. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, we, uh, we were stupid and we were not, careful about it and she ended up pregnant the second time and that was kind of like a hold on a, a whoops are you telling me the first time you had sex after your first kid was born you got pregnant again the first time more or less yeah i mean like it was like first week first week or so out like right yeah damn man yeah god damn man so god was, damn. well i mean we had <laughs> We had a lot of catching up because between when my daughter was born and, and when we had sex again, you know, was was her birthday, my, my ex-wife's birthday, our anniversary, you know, New Year's, Christmas, and then my birthday. So, it was like, we were kind of catching up on, like, you know, five or six events, you know, where it was yeah. like, Event you know, let's, sex. Let's Special celebrate. occasion sex. Exactly. We got to have our Christmas. Exactly, too. yeah. Wow, dude. Yeah, so... You got in over your head. Yeah. And and the the last the last one, uh the last the last child that we had, um it was kinda like uh, you know, a, a heat of the moment we got into it and and I said, Hey look, let me you know, let me go go grab a condom and she was like, No, no, let's just go. She's like, We'll be fine, I won't get pregnant. I'm like, You know that's not true. You know you're gonna get pregnant and then she got pregnant and you know, when she told me she was pregnant, I just kind of threw my hands up in the air and I just said, I fucking told you so. So, and, uh, so you had four kids by the time you were 28 or so. mm -hmm. And and three of them were accidents. More or less. Yeah. Wow. Wow, dude. When you sit down at that date with the bowl of spaghetti and the lady goes, so what were your 20s like? You just have to like plead the fifth. You can't even answer that question, man. Oh, I know. That's... Well, and, and, and that's the thing. It's, it's, it's the tough thing to talk about with women. Yeah. But it's... I bet you're going to – I'm going to say something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a bold prediction. I bet the feedback right, to this we'll – I, I bet the feedback to this episode – I bet I'm going to get a lot of tweets from, from ladies who go, that, that dude sounds like a hardworking guy who got in over his head but managed to keep his head on straight, and that's commendable, and I would date that guy. I bet there's a lot of people who will be inspired by that story and will feel like that's a guy who uh, who's ready to put in the work and be a good dad despite the fact that it really all came about. Yeah. It really all came about in like a house of cards fashion, so to speak. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's that's the thing. is like at this point in my life, I mean – I, I haven't had a vasectomy or anything, but I'm totally not opposed to it. But <laughs> the thing is, and and four four kids is a, is a lot, 
Yeah. Two with special needs, and I, I guarantee yeah. you'll probably get a lot of tweets and a lot of comments that says that dude should have wrapped that, you know, should have wrapped his thing up, you know, so that he, you know, he should have been a little bit more careful, which I, I fully admit I should have been. Um, but the the thing is, is that now that I'm two years out from my divorce and trying to get back into dating, you know, a lot of the women that are in my dating pool are kind of feeling that like, oh man, my biological clock is ticking. If I'm going to have a kid, I better pump it out soon. Yeah. And, you know, Tinder doesn't really have like a, a thing where you can, you know, filter out, you know, women that don't want to have kids or can't have kids for medical reasons. And, and kind of, that's what I'm, that's what I'm looking for. Like, I, I really don't want to have any more kids, but it's like, I can't, you know, I can't walk up to a woman, shake her hand and be like, nice to meet you. I don't ever want to have any more kids again. So if you want kids, you know, just step to that direction, you know, cause that's, that's, that's really kind of how I want to approach things. It's like, I don't, I don't want more kids. I've, I've got, I'm telling you, man, keep your eye on my Twitter feed the week after this episode drops. You can be very encouraged. Cause I bet you'll see a lot of people saying, Hey, there's a lot of people out here. Who don't want kids who sound like, it sounds like a good, hardworking dude. Good man managed. I got to say you managed to keep a head on your shoulders beyond what I think a, a, a lot, a lot of people would cut you a lot more slack to the fact that you said, I went to therapy, great decision in my life. Now I'm just trying to work hard get things back on track, raise my kids right, go back to school. What, what do you want to go back to school for? Like what you, you said, you said that a very inspiring thing about, I want to look forward, not backwards. Like, what are you looking, what do you, what do you want your thirties to be? What do you want the next year to be? What do you want the next 10 years to be? The next, next year, I, I would love to find the girl to date, not necessarily to marry. Cause <laughs> I guess, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's a lot to take on, but just, just the girls to date to kind of get back into the groove of things, you know, and also to, to get, to get back into school. I mean, you asked me what I, what I would like to do. Um, I, I would like, I would like to be a teacher. I, I had Damn. of fantastic and influential teachers in my life growing up. I mean, for, uh, I, I still, keep in, in contact with, you know, with one of my teachers, you know, from high school, you know, we, you know, we, you know, chat back and forth on a regular basis about how life's going and, you know, yeah. how things are. And of course you want to be a teacher. I, I remember, of course you're like, I want to be around remember, more kids. I want to inspire more kids and more people. I want to get in there and do something that's selfless and giving. Of course, that's what you say. You're a good guy. I, I would Good love, guy. I mean, that's, I had, there were so many teachers that played pivotal roles, you know, in my life, you know, that, that it's like, you know, that's, that's where the real kind of inspiration, I mean, also I like learning, you know, I, I like history and English and stuff like that. I mean, you know, fuck math and whatnot. <laughs> I hate math, but, you I've know. said it before and I'll say it again. I'm with you on that. Math is garbage. Not my thing. Uh, Oh, I hate it. I hate it. But, you know, but I'd, I'd love to do that. But, but that's, that's kind of the other trick with dating is, is, you know, finding a woman that, that wants to kind of build a life, you know, want, that, that wants to kind of get in on the ground level, you know, and be like, all right, you know, let's, let's build this life together. And, you know, a lot of, 
a lot of not not all women. I don't want to piss off all of the female listeners, but uh, you know, a lot of women that I that I have spoken with over the last you know couple of years, and a lot of women that my friends you know try to date. You know, they're like, oh, sorry, you don't have a career, you don't have a house, like forget it. You're not the guy for me. Like they they kind of want to jump in, you know, to a fairy tale life that's already been set up for them. And I'm trying to find someone that's okay with a, you know, a 30, 31 year old that doesn't have a college degree, but wants to go get a college degree so that, you know, he can, you know, kind of can, can build a life. And, and that's kind of the other trick to this. So you you want someone who's going to get in the trenches and fight with you on the way up. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. Like I thought I had someone like that by my side and then, she just was kind of like, well, you know, you know, that, that trench over there looks like it might be a little bit nicer. You know, I'm going to go jump in that trench over there with that guy. So see you later. And, you know, and, you know, cause I mean, her life, you know, her life isn't, isn't, you know, the, the greatest and everything. And she's still got her struggles, but it's like, that's, you know, I thought I had that person by my side and now I don't. Now I'm trying to find that person to get in there with me. I'm going to make a bold prediction. You're going to find it. You're going to find it. You're going to find it because this stuff is too compelling. And, and you're clearly someone who's ready to just put in the work and the time and the fight. I bet, I bet you're going to find that person. I bet long term you're going to settle down again. And I bet I'm going to make an even bolder prediction. I don't even know you. I don't have a right to say this. My guess is you might even find somebody where you go, you know what? Maybe I will have another kid because this, this person's making me feel good about it. I bet you might get I, there someday. Maybe I will. Who knows, man? Where I, I, I'm going to ask you. I don't want to go to – I don't want to break the anonymity too much. What state do you live in? I got to ask what state you live in. Uh, I live in Utah. In Utah. But there's a lot, of lady, yeah. a lot of ladies out there in Utah going, I would date this guy. And I bet I, I bet you're going to see. I bet you're going to be very encouraged, my friend. Utah. I'm hoping so. It's yeah. it's tough to find them. I I worked a lot. I don't have a lot of free time. I mean, if I if I want to go hang out with friends or I want to go see a movie, I've got to, you know, go really really late at night or call in sick to one of my jobs. You yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. You're in it. You're in the trenches right now. I give you so much credit, man. I give you so much credit. You're just fighting through it all, and you're not a negative person. And who would blame you if you were? And you're not. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. But, uh, I mean, and, and, you know, kind of just, kind of just switch gears, you know, a little, little bit here, but not too far. One of the, some of the things that, that kind of really helped kind of get me through this besides, you know, friends and, and, and things like that have been, um, you know, I, I, I started listening to podcasts actually because, because I was depressed. Like I would be, you know, at my night job, which, you know, which was, was a lot of alone time, gave me a lot of time to think. And I got trapped inside my head and, you know, and would just sit there and, you know, have these, you know, arguments with myself. And I was like, I got to stop thinking about this. Got to get out of my head. Like, so I started listening to podcasts and now I think with yours in the mix, I think I'm up to like 18 podcasts that I listen to like on a regular basis. And and those help keep me out there, keep me distracted. And, and I mean, it's all the, you know, it, it runs the gamut from, you know, parenting podcasts, you know, video game podcasts, you know, history stuff, a lot of NPR, you know, and, you know, and, and stuff from you. And then, and then I listen to, to a lot of music, but, you know, I, I always end up 
listening to the music that, you know, that made me feel the best that, that just kind of got my blood pumping and made me want to go do something and got me excited about stuff. And that's, that's kind of what I spend my days doing is podcasts and listening to music. I'm glad to be some small part of that escapism. It's, it's great. It's been, it's been really fun to hear, to hear a lot of the people that are, you know, going through stuff can, you know, in rough patches in their life, they're in their own personal trench, but you know, people aren't, aren't giving up the fight. Like that's, it's encouraging. Yeah. And you're, and you're that now you're that for a lot of people out there, I bet. But, there, and I, especially, especially a lot of people who got burned cause you got burned and you, like you say, you don't, like you even said, you cop to it. You said, I don't even know the root of, of when things went wrong with the ex Things fell apart. This other guy's around. I'm going to wonder. I got to wonder how, when that started, I got to figure out how to let that go. You have every right to be a bitter, negative dude, and you just opted not to. You opted to just, on behalf of yourself and your kids, get it together and figure out how to look forward. And that's really, really commendable. Well, I, I appreciate that. And I mean, it's, it's, it's not not been easy. I mean, being, being depressed and being down there was, you know, was, was absolutely terrible. And it, it, you know, it wasn't anything that I enjoyed. And once I got out of it, it was, you know, a lot better. And I was able to, to see the light of day. And, and that's, you know, more or less what I try and, and point other t- people towards, you know, when I talk to them, they're having a rough time. It's like, Hey man, if you're really having a hard time with this, I tell them to go seek out therapy because it's like, you know, you know, therapy, you know, has a, you know, in, in some areas has, has a negative, you know, thing. It's like, you know, what, you know, what, you know, housewives will whisper back and forth to each other. Like, Oh, did you hear so-and-so's in therapy? And, you know, that's, that's kind of a shame in my opinion, because, you know, like Mm -hmm. one of the podcasts that I listened to the guy, the guy went to therapy and he's like, look, he's like, you know, if if someone's going to a doctor, you know, because they're morbidly obese and they're going to a doctor saying, Hey doc, I'm not healthy. Please make me better. Everyone's going to applaud that guy and put him up on a pedestal. And it's like, that's what therapy is for your brain. You know, yeah. you're just, you're going to a doc saying, man, doc, I'm not well, help me out here. Help me, help me fix this and get this right. You know? And it's like, you know, the mental and the physical, I mean, it's like, that's, so it's like, that's, that's how I view therapy is, you know, you just go into a doctor because, you know, it's medicine, something's, something's not right. Yeah. It's medicine. Yeah, get exactly. it fixed up. And, and, and I, I hear all these people say to me, cause I'm, I'm a very known and, and vocal proponent of the same thing. You get people saying to me, oh, I went and saw one therapist and it wasn't, it wasn't for me. I didn't like the guy. And it's like, well, if you only went and saw one dentist and you didn't like it, would you just let all your teeth fall out of your head? No. You go see another, you go find another one. You get it fixed up. You fight. Exactly. Yeah. And and I mean, the thing is you, you got to, you know, you, other, other people I know don't want to tell their therapist stuff. And it's like, man, you got to tell them. It's like, that's what they're there for. They're there to help. It's like, you know, you might not want to tell, you know, your primary care physician that you slept with, you know, a $2 hooker down in, you know, Tijuana. But, you know, if you want to get rid of, you know, whatever terrible STD you've got, you've got to tell them the truth. Like, Hey, I slept with this sketchy person down in Mexico. You know, yeah, it's embarrassing. It's not fun, but if you want to get better, you know, you've got to air all your dirty laundry and, and get it out there. I mean, that's the only way to really heal yourself is you got to, 
you got to cleanse the wound 100%. Yeah. $2. That is... That's... I don't know why that that detail jumped out at me more than any other, but the two dollars that is an amazing <laughs> an amazing analogy though. And totally true. I agree. Fix yourself up. And not everybody takes the time to do it. A lot of people in your position, they'd be drinking, they'd be bitter. And hearing you say, No, I I I, I decided I was gonna go get healthy and figure out how to get there. It's cool, man. And we're winding down. We got like 30 seconds left, but I just want to say you strike me as a really good guy and a really strong guy. And I think I think I think wow. you're I think you're gonna get all the things you want. I really do. I really do. Oh, thank you much. I I, I really appreciate it. I'm glad glad you and I were uh, were able to chat, and and hopefully other people find find this helpful. That's really kind of my my end goal is to you know not to put myself up there like I'm the greatest guy in the world, but you know to to let other people know that it's not the end of the world when when shit hits the fan and when your life goes to crap. I mean. There's always a way out of it. Caller, thank you. I said it a bunch of times on the call, but I think everybody listening agrees. You stuck with it. You kept your head in the game. You didn't give in to bitterness. And and hearing you say, I just actively chose to go get help, fix my head up, not give in to all the negative stuff. So cool. Such a cool thing to underline. Such a cool thing to be reminded of. And thank you. You seem like a good guy. Seem like a good dad. I hope it all works out. And I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna. Thank you for calling. Thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you to Jared O'Connell in the booth who gets me through these things. Thank you to the Reverend John Delore and Greta Cohn and Shell Shag for the intro music. If you want to know more about me, chrisgeth.com. And please do, if you like the show, rate it, review it, subscribe on iTunes. It really does help. I'm not kidding. It helps so, so much. And thank you, everybody, for supporting the show. And I'll see you on the internet. And maybe I'll talk to you on the phone next time. Who knows? Beautiful Anonymous. We'll be back soon. Therapy can and should be affordable, confidential, convenient. Join over 300,000 users who already know that with Talkspace, you can text audio message or video message your therapist as many times as you want without having to wait a week for your next appointment. Because with Talkspace, your therapist is always in your pocket or on your computer. Help show support for Beautiful Anonymous. Visit Talkspace.com beautiful. You get a $30 discount off your first month or you download the Talkspace app on the Apple or Android app store. Use coupon code beautiful. I love therapy. It has changed my life for the better. Go for it. Talkspace therapy for how we live today. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous. What, what, hap- what happens when you come down with something where all they can tell you is you're going to be fine if you wait for years? What is this? Can I ask what you came down with? I was in a community in, in Uganda that I've had a connection to for a while that I love a lot. I thought it was just a typical traveler's diarrhea problem, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, this one didn't didn't get better, and I started getting some neurological problems. They actually had to fly me out and land one of those little small planes to pick me up. Actually, Chris, it was crazy, you know. This little plane comes to pick me up, um, and it crashes. Can you believe that? What are you talking about? Uh, it was a bad day. That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous. Friends, why not take a trip to Spontaneation? 
where hours of listening pleasure await you. Hours made up of moments. Moments like these. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad I won that lottery where you got to come to a celebrity's funeral. <laughs> well, certainly. Uh, we're glad to have you here. This is your program, and oh. you'll sit in the front row with the family. Oh. <laughs> How you doing? I'm John Wayne's son. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm John Wayne's daughter. <laughs> I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, well, congratulations on winning the contest. Yeah, well done. <laughs> I've never been to a celebrity funeral before. Are there any tips? <laughs> Just keep quiet and hold on. It's going to be a wild ride. Pilsner. Be respectful. We're Pilsner. talking about the Duke here. Listen to Spontanea Nation with me, Paul F. Tompkins, on Earwolf, iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. This has been an Earwolf production, executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf.